Hello, everybody. I am the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology, Louise Eddington. I am an astrologer and author of three books, Modern Astrology, The Complete Guide to Astrology and The Complete Guide to Astrology and Tarot. And so I'd invite you to go and check my books out. Um, I offer consultations and I also have an amazing Venus um, enchantment community where we have two calls a month. We have one call a month is for the Venus gate in the Venus cycle, which is when the moon and Venus meet each month. And I do teachings and shamanic journey work and talk about the chart. And that's the that's a call where members of the community get to ask questions about their chart. And then I also have a second call in the month where I um, teach astrology to the members. And I also do almost daily video updates, generally Monday to Friday, and I do a weekend one and a month ahead video. And I'm probably going to introduce a tarot, a monthly tarot thing or a weekly tarot thing. My main focus is on building my membership community and moving forward. This is going to be a place where people can get their chart looked at because I'm moving away from doing one on one consultations over time. Or at least I'm going to do less because I've got another book to write. Anyway, today we are going to be looking at the um, blood red moon eclipse that's on May the 15th or 16th, depending where you are. So before we look at that, though, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to my channel. Hit below, hit the subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on and wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts, also please subscribe so you get notified. If you're on YouTube, if you check the little bell, you'll get notified when I upload a new um, recording. And I really would appreciate thumbs up, um, comments and reviews, particularly on iTunes, even if you don't listen there, because iTunes reviews help to make the podcast more visible. Anyway, before we dive into the chart, I pulled a card for this blood red moon eclipse, but um, I'd like to just chat a little bit about where we are and kind of what's happening in between now. I'm recording on May the 3rd and the eclipse on May the 15th or 16th, depending where you are. Um, we've just had the um, Taurus new moon partial solar eclipse that was on the same day as the Venus Jupiter conjunction at 27 degrees Pisces, which is the um, degree of um, Venus exaltation, her exaltation degree, and Pluto stationed retrograde right before it also. So we're, we're right, I'm recording this right in the middle of the eclipse portal. Now I normally try and record the next, um, if I'm on, if it's on a new moon, I try and record the full moon eclipse on the day of the eclipse or new moon. And um, I didn't get to do that this time because I was at um, I Astrologer, a convention for astrologers down in Tucson. And 
I spent most of the um, weekend of the eclipse soaking up the planets and with the beautiful dark sky got to witness the beautiful lineup of planets um, Venus, Jupiter, almost exactly together in the sky with Mars just above them and Saturn not far away. That's such a rare lineup to see them like that. And um, it, it, it really is signifying times of great, great change. We didn't get to see the eclipse because it was only visible down in Antarctica and some areas very uh, south of South America. Um, but we did actually uh, kind of lie on the ground, very Taurian um, at the moment of the eclipse to soak up the atmosphere. And quite honestly, I just lay on the ground with tears running down my face because we are the energies. I cannot emphasize just how transformational they are. And I'll speak about that a little bit more when I look at the chart and then I'll go on to talk about the numbers and everything as I usually do. But I pulled a card for the full moon eclipse. So the full moon eclipse is going to be on May the 15th in um, Western US. Um, but the rest of the world is going to be on May the 16th. But the card I pulled is the completion card, the four of wands. Now, the four of wands is um, Venus in Aries. So it responds to Venus in Aries. It's the element of fire. Numerology wise, the number four for the four of wands is a foundation. If you think of like the four legs of a table or something like that, it's very solid, cannot be tipped over. So that in itself is boding well, okay, for this eclipse. And as usual, my Sagittarius self has great hope for these things. The key words for this card um, from my own book, The Complete Guide to Tarot and Astrology, is abundance, belonging, community, celebrations and joy. And from the Tarot Handbook, this is um, a reminder that before we can energetically move forward in new directions that have heart and meaning, it's important to consummate or complete that which we have set in motion. This symbol also represents the principle of having achieved something, which is also associated with completion. So we have Venus and Aries on this wheel in the card that you can, if you're um, watching, you can see it. But um, I'm looking, I'm using the Toth or Thoth tarot as, as always. And on this wheel, we have one, two, three, four, five, eight spokes, which is a Venus um, number, the eight spokes. And it's also two times four, of course. And we have four doves and four ram's heads. So that's uh, four of the Aries and four of the um, Venus represented by the dove. And um, doves are kind of a symbol of um, the Magdalene and Mother Mary and the goddess through, through millennia. Okay, so this is very powerful. And Venus is said to be, um, is often said to be uh, in detriment in Aries because she's in the opposite sign to Libra, where, which is where she, what she rules. 
but I actually don't think of any planet as being in detriment. It's just different. She operates differently. And um, as I pull this card, uh, we have just had the leak, which was very Pluto station, of the opinion from the Supreme Court that could overturn Roe versus Wade. So we could look upon this as um, completion of Roe versus Wade um, and war, Aries against women, um, Venus. Or we could also look at this as Venus in Aries. It's time to stop messing around. It's time to step into our power and self-love and fight to get this codified into law completely. So that's just one way of looking at this card, but just soak up the image for yourself. It's there, it's this mandala. It's It's got a very green, dark green, rich, fertile background. This really is about making things very solid and very real. And you could also look at this in a way as like the sacred hoop, um, uh, and Venus in Aries is very pioneering and saying it's time to uh, finish one thing and then go after what we really want. And of course, Venus is in Aries in this eclipse. So let's have a look at the chart. For those listening, I'll try and do, do my best to describe what I'm looking at. So this eclipse, as I said, is on May the 15th, 2022 in Salt Lake City, where I am. But that will be um, so three, um, no, five, five fourteen um, a.m. on the sixteenth Universal Time in London. Okay, so in most places it's on the sixteenth. So that makes it a five month and a six or seven number day. I'm going to say it's a seven number day because it's in most places in a six year. So we've got five, six, seven here or double sixes depending on where you are in the world um so we'll look at all the numbers anyway and it's also at seven degrees so that's kind of why i'm going to say it's on a seven day because it is may the 16th in most places and we'll talk about what seven um, means so the moon is at 25 degrees scorpio conjunct the south node at 22 degrees scorpio that makes it a, a south node blood red moon eclipse because the, this lunar eclipse is total, which means the moon will appear to turn red. So many of us will have an opportunity to get out under this full moon. So I really encourage you to do so. A lunar eclipse is a full moon, and that means the sun is at 25 degrees of Taurus. Um, and conjunct the Taurus North Node, at, which is at 22 degrees of Taurus. And this full moon, on, or on this full moon, I should say, is also pretty closely conjunct to a, a con, a, an almost exact Hecate, uh, conjunction between Hecate, the triple moon goddess, uh, at 28 degrees of Taurus, and Sedna, which is at 28 degrees of Taurus. And we've also got Haumea and Pluto at 28 degrees. I'll talk more about those as well. Uh, but in aspect to the eclipse itself, 
if we don't count the 28 degree planets, though I think we should because that's only a three degree orb, which means that Pluto is trying the sun. We've got so many aspects to this eclipse, but most primarily we've got a square from this full moon opposition on the lunar eclipse to Saturn and Vesta in Aquarius. We've also got a sextile aspect from the North Node, but a trine aspect from the moon to Mars and Neptune in Pisces. Uh, they're at Mars at 23 degrees and uh, Neptune at 24. And then we've also got a quincunx from the moon in Scorpio to uh, to Eris in Aries. Okay, And Mar Eris, Ares, Ares, Ares is Mars ruled. Now, this um, full moon eclipse is ruled by Mars traditionally. So if we've got that trine aspect to Mars, and then we've also got um, what I'm going to call a sextile aspect to Pluto. So both rulers of this eclipse are very much involved. But speaking of the card I pulled, Venus in Aries, we also have Venus in Aries on this. And Venus rules the North Node. And Venus is in the other, the other Mars ruled sign, Aries, uh, as Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio. So there's a lot going on. And so not only is this a full moon, which is a point of completion also, I also pulled this completion card and we have multiple aspects to, um, to this eclipse. So it's going to be a big one. Not only is it a blood red moon, which used to scare the bejesus out of the um, ancients because the, the, mood, the moon turning red was kind of not really understood why and was seen as a big portent of change. Um, all the aspects kind of are adding to this as well. So, so buckle up and bear with me. I'm probably going to talk about uh, quite a lot here. But other things that are happening before we move into this eclipse, uh, Jupiter will be at zero um, um, Aries. So Aries, uh, zero Aries, the first sign of the zodiac. Jupiter's moving into Aries, will go forward in Aries and then will turn retrograde at, I think it's nine um, Aries. Jupiter, no, almost eight degrees, 43 uh, Jupiter will turn retrograde and move back to 28 degrees Pisces uh, later this year. But this is just after the ingress of Jupiter into Aries, the first degree of the zodiac. And Ceres will have just moved into Cancer. And these are the uh, world axis points. These are the zero points at the start of the season. These are big turning of the wheel points. OK, so I'll talk more to all of that as well throughout this podcast. Also, um, just before the eclipse, Mercury goes retrograde. Mercury will actually go retrograde on May the 10th. So just um, just less than a week before the eclipse. So Mercury is 
joined Pluto in retrograde. Um, Shariklo has also turned retrograde by then. So we um, ended an extended period of no retrograde planets um, on April the 29th. By the full moon eclipse, we'll have more retrogrades starting. And so things are starting to be reflected upon, reviewed upon from all this kind of crazy time we've been in. One other last thing um, I want to mention before I take the chart off is that, um, yes, this eclipse has the sun and north node uh, less than three degrees conjunct. But um, just about two or three days before the eclipse, the sun actually crosses the north node to join Mercury of the personal planets, leaving the time of the black snake or draconic bowl. And if you want to know more about that on my YouTube channel and on my podcast, uh, my previous episode was um, a recording I made about the beginning of the end of the time of the black snake and some major, major, big, big shifts and changes we've got coming. So after you've finished listen, listening to this, if you haven't heard it already, go and check out that video. Oh, okay. Oof. All right, so we've got a lot. So I better dive in. So the first thing I want to talk about is that this eclipse is at 25 degrees. And 25 degrees is a seven. So we'll talk about seven. But let's talk about the 25 seven, first of all. Um, on my favorite uh, numerology uh, website, uh, numerology dash the numbers and their meanings dot blogspot dot com. <laughs> Lot to remember, I know. But um, I always love the words she uses. So for 25 seven, she says it's crusade for truth hidden power, gain through mastering obstacles. It's independence, intuitive, needs time alone, introspective and non-conformist as a person. But seven, um, if we just come down to the seven, the seven is about the collective consciousness. It's about faith, spirituality, spiritual awakening and awareness spiritual enlightenment, spiritual development, mysticism, intuition, and inner knowing. Uh, the, the seven is, um, is really kind of one of my favorite numbers because it is about this number of really tuning in to um, understanding, deep kind of understanding of others and deep um, also um, psychological understanding of others as well. It has this ability, the seven, to, to tune into that collective vibe in a very deep way and to understand it. Now, so this is a seven uh, by number and by day if we move to, um, to London time. Um, so we've got that double seven on this day in this fifth month. So I'm going to say that this is a highly, highly spiritual number. All right. We do have a lot of sixes as well, and it's a six year. And so let's have a look at that one again. 
should have got that up before, but anyway. So the six is about natural nurturing, okay? And um, it connects, the six connects above and below. I'm not going to go into great detail on it, but just to say that the fact we've kind of got this six and the sevens overly repeated over and over again really kind of does give me hope. We've got a lot of sixes in the planets as well. We have a couple more fives. So we've got five, six and seven. So we've got five, which is the number of change, the number of media. We are going, this is a month of change. Eclipses always bring changes anyway. And it's a five month. Then we've got the sixth year, which is highly creative and very divine feminine kind of energy. And then we've got the seven, which is highly spiritual awakening kind of energy and really kind of tuning into, I'm going to say in Scorpio, into the pain of the collective. And so we've got this seven degrees, 25, seven degrees in the sign of Scorpio, which is depth. And on the south node, this has um, an element of purging, of leaving something behind and moving towards that north node and the sun and introducing our core into the energy of Taurus, which is the stability, the foundations. And um, I've talked about it before, but our kind of core value for our survival and sustainability. So this, I think this is going to cut deep, this, um, this full moon, this eclipse. The squares to Saturn and Vesta in Aquarius make this really, make a T-square with the nodes, really kind of push this into being a, um, a turning point. Anything that's um, square the nodes or square an eclipse uh, is a real kind of, it's time to master something with Saturn and with Vesta, it's time to really look at what we're devoted to. Um, Vesta is focus, commitment, devotion, and Saturn is mastery. And Saturn on this is stationing, beginning, well, not quite stationing, but is beginning to slow down to turn retrograde in Aquarius on June the 4th at just 25 degrees Aquarius. So Saturn will actually station the um, eclipse degree on his station, but uh, on the eclipse, he's not quite at 25 degrees. He's at 24 degrees, 56 minutes. But I'm going to say this eclipse is really going to dig in and say, what are you completing? What are you mastering? What is it time to purge and release and let go of what emotional attachments do you have to manipulation to power to obsession all those scorpio kind of energies with them being more on the south node that we're asked, being asked to leave behind some of the shall we say less attractive energies of scorpio or all have all signs of high and low and to move towards embodying to our very core the energy of Taurus. So that's the square. And with Saturn and Vesta being in Aquarius, the sign of the humanitarian, we're really being asked to find our group, our cause, our people. And, you know, there's a, there seems to be a lot of 
awful going on in the world, but I think it's going to motivate people to be the change, to bring the change that's needed. The good I see coming being a, you know, complete kind of, um, uh, you know, for the people kind of energy myself. That's who I've always been. Most of you know, I'm um, a Bernie Sanders supporter and I was a national delegate for him. It's more about his, his stand for people's rights that I'm for. And and in with the Saturn and Vesta square in Aquarius, this is starting to look for, for collectivism, for what's good for the collective, for humanity. We might find people coming together to fight for clean air, to fight for climate change uh, or to reverse climate change, uh, to fight for clean energy. We're, we're seeing um, the start of it with um, a big move towards unionization. For example, in Starbucks, there's two um, Starbucks now in um, in uh, Utah that are uh, trying to get unionized, and there will be more. And even that, what seems horrific about the overturning Roe versus Wade in um, the in um, the U.S. I think will really kind of motivate people to push to have um, women's health rights encoded into uh, codified, sorry, into actual law instead of relying on a Supreme Court justice decision. Uh, to the war with Ukraine, that's opening up people's eyes about um, uh, about humanitarianism and and care. Yes, there's been other wars, but this war seemed to affect people more deeply. I don't think it's because they're white. I think it's because of the astrology and how um, historically um, that area of the Ukraine has these big ancestral things that have been brought up for us about these conflicts that have gone on for centuries and about how maybe it's time to kind of come together to bring everybody together in a more peaceful solution so of course I think all wars are important so yes to um, I send love and peace to Yemen and all areas affected by war of course let's look at other aspects to this full moon this blood red full moon the big trine from Mars and um, Mars and Neptune to the moon uh, the trine is saying it's an opportunity to really release. Mars in um, Pisces is more of kind of the spiritual warrior kind of energy and is saying let's fight for peace and fight for, um, you know, coming together and having more compassion and um, having more uh, kind of unconditional love. Also, um, lastly, um, to the full moon, the aspects, we have a quincunx to Eris, Eris in Aries. And Venus is on her way to Aries to go back to that card. And Venus is conjunct Chiron. So we've got some keys here with this quincunx from that releasing end of the south node. Uh, both Aries and Scorpio being those Mars ruled signs to say we are being given a real opportunity to kind of really shake things up now 
and really bring some change in our individual lives and, and in the collective um, and in Earth, how we live on Earth as we move towards that Taurus North Node, which is calling us to a more sustainable and survivable lifestyle here on this Earth. Of course, we still have this major aspect going on between Pluto, um, which is the other ruler of this um, lunation, at 28 degrees of Capricorn, now retrograde, now reflecting, now reviewing all that's going on in our world. And then Haumea at 28 degrees Libra. On this full moon eclipse, Pluto is at 28 degrees 32 minutes of Capricorn and Haumea is at 28 degrees 26 minutes of Libra. They are almost in an exact square. Now Pluto is death and rebirth and um, Haumea is really rebirth kind of without the the death <laughs> and and so this square off is bringing those powerful epochal changing energies um, together in square but then they are both in aspect to a really tight conjunction between sedma which is spiritual destiny through crisis so 11 and a half thousand year cycle like sedna taking us right back to the end of the last major ice age period when we became um, agrarian people and farming and this has got reflections in ukraine by the way because that's one of the areas where people first started farming and stopping hunter gatherers and then hecate is there she's the triple moon goddess that shows us the way she holds the lamp up to the crossroads and says do you want this path or this path or this path? Let me show you the way. And these are all at 28 degrees, which is giving me big hope. Again, I invite you to go and um, look at that um, video I did for the timing of, for the end of the beginning of the end of the time of the black snake. Because uh, the fact that all of these are at 28 degrees really gives me hope that we are reaching this point of completion you know I'm not saying it's all on this a day but every lunation I look at gives me hope that all of this awful stuff we've been going through has been coming to light to push us to change in very big ways and this full moon eclipse is no different the blood red moon is saying stop your ways complete those old ways we cannot carry on like this anymore it's time to change and and let go of these attachment to the way that we were doing it and to move to a new and more sustainable way of being Whew. so lots of things to think about on this um Saturn, I think uh, the Saturn retrograde that begins, um, as I said, so this eclipse, May the 15th, 16th, Saturn will station retrograde on June the 4th after the next new moon. So check out, you know, don't forget to subscribe to listen to the next new moon episode is really going to have us um, reflecting on 
um, our relationship to authority, to how we are our own authority, to mastering kind of working together for the uh, betterment of humanity as a whole, for moving towards our hopes and wishes. So the Saturn retrograde is, is going to be pretty huge, especially because it's um, square this eclipse and will turn retrograde. Um, at, so the eclipse at 2517, um, Saturn will turn retrograde at 25 degrees 15. So only two solar arc minutes from this eclipse degree and minute. So a huge huge turning point, huge time of reflection on what on earth are we doing here <laughs> you know, with all our institutions and our rulers and what are we moving moving towards this more kind of authoritarianism? How, why are we allowing this? What can we do to stop it? Um, how can we reverse some of these tendencies that have hap are happening and have happened? Okay. And again, I have a lot of hope. Okay, I have to have really, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so I'd just like to stop in the middle here to remind you to, um, I'm just going to have a sip actually as well. Got my um, Opa Astrology mug. Oh, and I haven't changed my calendar, guys, because I've been away. Let me let you be the witness of me changing this calendar on the actual podcast look at this look at this this is from the an artist called she who is on um facebook and just look at this for may look at this beautiful goddess looking out to the future and to the clouds awakening beautiful right anyway <laughs> um yeah so i was about to say that she's from she who is uh, i'm not an affiliate for her I forgot to put my pendant on. Also, there's an ephemeris who's the sponsor of this show. Um, they make fabulous um, horoscope pendants with your own chart on the pendant. They're lovely and weighty. Um, I love wearing mine and I didn't wear it for this, but most of you are listening anyway. Um, if you want to check out the pendants, they send out the pendants um, with reports for your birth chart and all those kind of things. And they make fabulous gifts. They also lie right about on your heart. So I always kind of say you're wearing your chart on your heart. So check those out. I'll put the ephemeris, uh, ephemeris pendant link on there. Um, but then again, a reminder to subscribe, leave me reviews, leave me thumbs ups, leave me comments. I absolutely love to hear from you. And at this point in my career, I do answer every single comment. Uh, whether I'll be able to keep doing that forever, I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> so let's look at some symbols. In fact, let me just go back to the chart and see if there's anything else I want to talk about. I did want to just mention one last thing. The, the nodes are still at 22 degrees, that master builder number. The nodes always um, kind of appear to stand still for a little while during the eclipses because the eclipses are new and full moons on the nodes. So, uh, you know, the fact these particular eclipses happen with the nodes at this master number 
which was activated over and over again, makes this time so, so, so important. Oh, um, Jupiter in Aries. Jupiter in Aries is, is kind of going to have us um, really like a, with a rocket up our backside as well to really start to be, begin to create change. Um, but we've also got Jupiter and Aries square to Ceres in Cancer. And Ceres in Cancer, that Ceres is the great mother in the sign of nurturing and the mother. Now, this everything has good and has shadow. Ceres in Cancer is very nurturing, wants to nurture to mother, can be a bit smother mother though. And, can, and this uh, brings me to mind of these um, kind of, fights against women's health rights because you know it's saying you know no I want to control you I want to have control over your body cancer is not all love and compassion but we're going to get both as well with Ceres moving into cancer and with the square to Jupiter it's going to be amplified both sides of these debates about nurturing and how we nurture and about self-love with Jupiter and Aries so big changes are coming yet again. Oh, my goodness. Well, so let's look at the symbols. I like the symbols for this. So um, the Chandra symbol for, uh, um, let me read the Sabian symbol first. The Sabian symbol by Dane, Dane Rudyard for uh, Scorpio 26, because we always go up the number, is... Um, American Indians, some of these oh, uh, use such, uh, anyway, let's say Native Americans, making camp after moving into a new territory. Uh, the keynote, mean, according to Rudyard, says the ability to adjust swiftly to a new situation by tuning into its requirements. And I am going to read Rudyard's thing because I quite feel right with this one okay so he who lives in harmony with nature moving on as new needs arise finds himself intuitively at home ev everywhere they do not make demands upon life for they have identified themselves with the great rhythms of the biosphere and they function at peace with what they produce okay so um this to me is talking to the best of um, of kind of learning from indigenous cultures because they were more in alignment with the cycles of nature and the cycles of earth and this is a call for us to adjust to living in that instead of living in uh, the dominating and enslaving manifestations of the culture that we've been living so far. He said the message, there's a central message of peaceful adaptation to nature and through adaptation of efficient, efficient functioning in all situations, in all life situations. And I think this is really greatly needed. So I, despite the archaic language of some of that symbology, I do kind of like it, all right. Now, um, so the um, 
John Sandbach rewrote some of the or rechanneled some of the Sabian symbols too, and he called them the Pleiadian symbols. And he said, at night, the fires of wanderers dot the plains. And, um, and then he's, he gives the Azoth symbol as an old ruler decides to turn his kingdom over to his daughter. So this is talking about kind of the old paradigm and moving back into a more yin, um, feminine, but not necessarily women, but a more night-oriented kind of energy where we are less domineering. We don't have to fill our world with light and push and activity all the time. You get that kind of idea. So, okay. So anyway, let's look at the Chandra symbol because I really love that. Uh, a she-wolf, her udders full of milk, bearing within you something vast and wild and true. Your instincts given over to this seed. What can be, must be, impels sacrifice and renunciation. Being held in the grip of vast primordial forces, taken over by depths that forge new worlds into being. Stunned into submission, unconsciously obsessed with something that lives within you and cannot be forgotten supercharged with energy, in tune with the Earth's cycles, everything happening in a magnified and hypnotic atmosphere. The hidden worlds take charge, individuality is eclipsed, and the surge of power dominates consciousness and life by its intensity and ruthless current right through the body, and there is nothing to say about it. Wow, we are really being given an opportunity over and over again to really work with the interconnectedness of all that is. And um, I really do hope and believe and think that some of the awful my power control dominion that is coming to light lately over in so many ways, is coming to light for us to be aware of it so that we no longer live that way. But then um, I'm a dreamer and I'm not the only one. So don't forget to subscribe. My website is louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. I have spaces for consultation. I have limited spaces as I've had to open up time to write. But I also have my Venus Enchantment community. I would love it if you would join me um, to encourage, to help you to work with the cycles and for you to create a life that's more aligned with the energies of the cosmos. We do shamanic journey work in there. We really learn to embody the energies of the planets. And I want that for you too. So check the links below. It's just $23 a month for the community. They also get discounts off consultations. And look for some interviews, more interviews with fabulous people coming up. I'm hoping to get um, some of the winners of the OPA Astrology, Most Promising Astrology um, Astrologer Grants. 
um, on my podcast so you can get to meet some of the young up-and-coming astrologers as well who absolutely are fabulous and are so in alignment with what I'm saying here on this podcast. All right, so um, thank you from me, The Cosmic Owl, and um, come work with me. Have a great day.